just a critic. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Let's talk a little bit of hoops with Terrell Furman at reallyrell underscore on Twitter. We'll get to the NBA here in a little while, but I want to give a little bit of love to the ladies. Talk a little bit of WNBA for the next few minutes, particularly out the gates. Yo, Brianna Stewart, I knew that it was going to be a good fit with the Liberty, and I doubt she keeps up these stats, Terrell. 28 and a half points, 12 rebounds, three assists and one and a half steals. If you're looking at putting money down on somebody to win the MVP, is it worth putting it down on anybody other than Brianna Stewart? Yes, 100%. And the person that I would absolutely take the odds on, and they've actually been nuked since I called her out because I, I got her at 30 to 1, and that's Alyssa Thomas at 10 to 1. You look at her and what she's been doing this year, she has the potential to average close if not a triple-double, if she just keeps the ball in her hands as she's doing. She's basically the primary point guard for the Connecticut Sun. She's averaging a double-double already on the season with, I believe it's 18 points and, what is it, 11, 12 rebounds now. Eight, so she's averaging 18 and 12 and 5 right now. She can get that assist numbers up more. That's really the only person that I think is really worth it to challenge Brianna Stewart or an Asia Wilson. And it's because of the video game-like numbers she can put up. Yeah, you don't like EDD at all? She was 10 to so 1 So my earlier. issue with EDD is just the, the load management. And is she going to play? She says she wants to play the whole season. She says she feels great and she feels healthy. But we know one setback, and it doesn't even have to be anything major. It could be an ankle sprain. And they're going to be cautious with her for the rest of the season. She's going to, you know, chance for her not to play back-to-backs. There's a lot of back-to-backs with this new season. And so that's really the only thing. It's not anything against the talent of EDD. It's just, hey, will she be available? Is she going to play every single game? But I definitely would prefer to take chances on somebody like EDD, like Alyssa Thomas, rather than anybody from the super team just because there's so many mouths to feed. Yeah, I'm curious. I want to talk about about rookie of the the year. Sorry, Terrell. Uh, Sorry, Mm -hmm. Sean. Zaya Zaya Cook has been killing – I know she's only played one mm-hmm. game, but like you talk about rookies, and you know it's hard for you know, rookies like Seagrass to even get any run. And Zaya Cook's over here putting up 14 points in her first game. Like mm-hmm. if you're looking at Rookie of the Year in the betting market, like can you win it on a garbage team, or do you think contributing on a good team actually helps your chances to win Rookie of the Year? Because Zaya Cook's 25 to one to win Rookie of the Year. I mean, look at what Ryan Howard did last year with the Atlanta Dream and how bad that team was. So uh, I think that you absolutely can win it on a bad team. There's been precedence that it's gone to people that play for bad teams, but been the star of those teams. So I think that's why Leah Boston, and I'm looking here at minus 195, that's why she's the odds-on favorite to win it, because even though she's on a bad team in the Indiana Fever, she's starting, she's going to have the opportunity, and she's going to dominate. But Zaya Cook, she can play herself into the starting role and if we talk about jasmine thomas who's coming off of that acl injury and she's going to be working herself back in kurt miller might not want to push her all the way back in Zaya cook could play herself definitely into a starting spot and get additional minutes with whatever is going on with jasmine thomas so i think at 25 to 1 that's a really good bet to make and maddie segris she it's going to be interesting to see what her role is because she's going to be a very good another option if she gets the playing time next to Arike because Arike will be able to drive, penetrate, and Seagrass will be able to hit a bunch of threes, and that's really going to carry her to the award if she gets it. But I really like Zaya Cook. If she keeps this up, then I think 25-1 to is an amazing bet to have on her. 
talking some odds and talking some hope here on the BetQL Network with Terrell Furman. Uh, while you're talking some more WNBA, you guys are talking about bad teams. What about talented teams? Because it feels like we're now in the era of the super team WNBA team. And it's been that way for a couple of years, obviously. All the moves of Liberty made in the offseason. Who do you mm-hmm. think is the most talented team right now in the league? Oh, talent alone. I'm sticking with the girls that just went and won the championship last year in the Las Vegas Aces. I think that they are by far the most talented team. And you saw it last game against Seattle Storm. No head coach. Uh, well, your official head coach is not coaching, and you still go and run them out the building off of pure talent alone and whatever is getting them off the bench. Uh, so I still think it's the Aces. The Liberty are a close second. But I don't think that gap that is as large as the odd makers are trying to make it uh, I don't think that gap is as large between the Mystics and the Sun than the Liberty and the Aces. I think that the Sun and the Mystics just proved in the two-game set that they played while the Sun took both games. They are really, really good competitive games, and the Mystics went, beat the Liberty first game of the season. Like I think that these two teams are a lot closer, and when it gets to playoff time, there may be a discussion to be had that injury or anything else could really vault the Mystics or the Sun up to that category of the two super teams we've dm'd each other about this uh and just want to get your thoughts for the people is for the second straight game ariel powers came off the bench in minnesota and let's Mm -hmm. be honest like the links are buns like they were up on the on the uh (laughs) atlanta Mm -hmm. dream and all of a sudden i look up i had the dream on the money line and i ended up cashing that bet shockingly uh what five minutes in game one nine minutes in game two she had 10 points in that last game, even in only nine minutes. The Lynx ran a three-guard lineup, and she was not one of them. Like, what is going on there? I wish I could tell you, and I wish I knew. I wish I had the answers, Sway, but I don't have the answers, Sway. I don't have the answers. And it, it doesn't make sense because this is somebody who gave you multiple 30-point games last year starting in the starting rotation I figured if Diamond Miller came in, when Diamond Miller came into the fray in the draft, she was going to take out, you know, Rachel Bantam, who looks like she's kind of out of the rotation now, or a Lindsey Allen or somebody like that. I didn't think that Ariel Powers minutes would be cut at all. And it sounds like the team is telling her to step up, like step up and earn those minutes back, which is really crazy for somebody that gave you such good production last year in a lost season. So we'll see what her future looks like because there's no offense going on in Minnesota right now. They're really, really hard pressed to score the basketball and they got to find some other way, you know, a three point quarter in the first game, a 10 point fourth quarter, as you was talking about against that dream ticket. I'll tell you right now, I turned that game off and I stopped watching. And then next thing I knew the dream won. So uh, this Lynx team is going to have to find other ways to score the ball. And it seems like they don't want to use one of their best scores. Just out of curiosity, with all of the Victor Wenbanyama talk and the obvious number one overall pick and teams essentially, maybe they're sucking and trying to get more ping pong balls and all that. Do you think there will ever be that type of a situation in the WNBA? And do you think Caitlin Clark could be the one that I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that you know, whatever league it is, I think in all leagues, teams tank. Like, I think teams take in every league. And when they see the writing on the wall, they understand and try to get themselves in the best place, the best position to have a good draft and build on the future. Last year, the Indiana Fever, when Kelsey Mitchell went down with injury, they were probably one of the worst basketball teams you've ever seen in your life. And so, 
Uh, it could be a situation like that for a couple of these teams, the Seattle Storm, the Minnesota Lynx, or any of that, where they're trying to go get somebody like a Caitlin Clark who's going to be outstanding in the WNBA, and she's going to be able to add so much. And she has different players, like a whole bunch of different players in her mold. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that's what Minnesota's trying to do. And if it is, well, I'm perfectly fine with that because that gives me a team to fade for the rest of the year. Another guard? No, we don't need more <laughs> guards on the Lynx. We don't. I know Caitlin Clark's good. But it's but so this funny because they have a whole bunch of guards and not a point guard. Like, how do you have a bunch of guards on the roster and you don't have a point guard? And that's really what's wrong with this Lynx offense. They don't have somebody that can just sit there and run the offense. And I'm just waiting for the day. Waiting for the day that they realize, oh, we need a point guard. And they see Henny sitting there just roasting away on the waiver wire and and they're like let's bring in a henny somebody that can run the offense and get the ball to defisa collier and diamond miller and all these other guys i'm curious terrell i'm really intrigued by the sparks you lose lamb uh liz cambage or cambage mm-hmm. you lose kennedy carter in this in this roster and you've got dierica hamby you've got Laisha clarendon and, and they were both pretty good against Phoenix. And again, like mm-hmm. I've said before, I like Zaya Cook. Like, what do you think the ups, like the upswing or like the ceiling is of this Sparks team? They're, what are they, 14 and a half point dogs to the Aces tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So I think the ceiling is they can be a playoff team. I, I've came up here, I, maybe I came up here and said it last time. I know I said it on my show that uh, preseason, the Sparks were 2-1 to one to make the playoffs, and I would take that. And I'm sure that the line probably is adjusted a little bit more. I think that they think a couple of teams are better than the Sparks right now, but they have the coach, and that's what it was. That was the issue with them last year. Derek Fisher was the coach, and he wasn't really a good coach for them, and then so they ended up moving on from him during the season. Now you have Kurt Miller, who is a proven really, really good head coach, probably one of the top five head coaches in the league, and so I think that with that, add NECA and what she brings, if Zaya Cook is really for real, and this isn't just a one-off, that is another level of depth that's really going to be really, really good for them. I like this Sparks team to make the playoffs. I think there's still plus money to make the playoffs right now, and that's a bet that I would place today if you haven't. A few minutes left with our guy Terrell Furman here on the BetQL Network talking a little basketball let's switch from the ladies to the guys in the nba we've got three teams left but it feels like we've got two you tell me is that miami boston series over like boston's dead right come on now like let's be serious (laughs) that series is over that series was over when boston lost both games at home there was no way they were coming back from that now i will very much give them credit and trust me a lot of people know I am the Boston Celtics' biggest hater. If they have one hater in the world, it's definitely me. If they have no haters in the world, it means that, sadly, I've departed this earth. But (laughs) Boston Celtics showed some heart in the second half of that game last night, and I will give them that much. I think that's about all that we're going to get from them. This spread for tomorrow, I think it's sitting at 7.5. It's way too many points for a team that – just plays down the competition and you really can't feel comfortable laying that many points with them so I think the Boston Celtics are dead I think it's really just the Miami Heat but because the Boston Celtics are here and they won a game you're getting a better number on the Heat so I would if you like the Heat to win it all I would place the bet now because this is probably the best number you're going to get because some people still think that Boston has a chance yeah the, the I think the line moved from plus 275 to win it all to now what plus 360 
um, mm-hmm. for them to win it all, which is an interesting bet. And it's now from minus 2,000 to what, uh, plus, was it, minus 275 for them to win this series? Yeah, so you're getting a lot better value. Yeah, minus 275. I'm curious, Jarrell, why were we sleeping or why were the pundits sleeping on the Denver Nuggets? Was it just the matter of like not knowing whether Jamal Murray was going to be mm-hmm. – the version that we saw in the bubble after the injury and whether Michael Porter Jr. was fully healthy, is that the only reason? Well, one, I would say, because I was definitely one of those ones that slept on the Denver Nuggets, and they've made me eat all of the words that I've had to, you know, said about them. But the defense was really bad throughout the regular season. Like, we can't ignore that. It was really bad, and they stepped it up during the playoffs, which is what you're supposed to do. And it's also the, you know, the monkey on the back of Denver hasn't gotten there. They hadn't been to the Western Conference Finals again since that bubble season, the season where everybody said that all of this was fake. And now you have them here knocking on the door of an NBA championship. And it's really just because, like, they finally got through. They finally got through. They didn't have to run into Steph like they did last year and get knocked, bounced in five games. It looks like everybody's healthy, and they're just going to continue to outscore teams. Like, even if they give up a lot on the defensive end, they are determined to outscore you, and they're getting really, really good production from those top six guys on that team. Great information, as always. Terrell Furman joining us here on BetMGM tonight. Thank you so much, my guy. Definitely. Thank you all. Appreciate it.